Welcome to Dyslexia Uniquely Gifted. Thank you for joining Dyslexia Uniquely Gifted, where biblical truths are shared. My goal is to uplift and challenge you today to find a place for dyslexia in your life and let Christ take center stage of your life. Oh, one more thing. I want you to know you are the most courageous person I know, even though we have never met. Our journey informs me that you are indeed courageous. You're gifted, you're smart, funny, and kind. So please pause for a moment, take a deep breath, and be blessed. Today we're going to be taking a look at the book Isaiah. And I think it's very easy for me to say that Isaiah is one of my favorite books of the Bible. I have spent a lot of time in Isaiah. Isaiah holds 66 chapters, and it's a very important book. As you know, Isaiah was a prophet, and he was called to his prophetic office. We will read that in chapter 6. But before we get there, I just want to set the stage a little bit. Now, Isaiah's message was to the children of Israel. It was a message of judgment, and it was a message of hope. He was sent to the people to try to turn the tide of where they were going, the direction that they were going in. And this is the mercy of God in living color. When he sees us going in a certain direction, a direction that leads away from him, he always sends us messages of judgment and messages of hope. Now, the principle that stands out for me in this book is God keeps his word. Now remember, a principle is a fundamental truth. And this truth is the foundation of what we believe. And it governs our daily life. The interesting thing is about God keeping his word, especially in these prophetic books like Isaiah and Jeremiah. He's not just telling us something we want to hear. He's telling us something that if we adhere to his word, things will go well. But if we don't, the promise is that he will have to deal with us. Now, this great book is really split into two great sections, chapters 1 through 39 and 40 through 66. Now, chapters 1 through 39 is where you find the book of the judgments. However, couched in that, you do find messages of hope. And I think the amazing thing about the book as a whole is that the Lord is hopeful. He's merciful, but he's also seeking to draw Israel back to him. I want to read you some of my favorite passages in this book. And I'm going to start with Isaiah 6. And this is where we find Isaiah beginning his ministry to the nation church. Now the scene is Isaiah goes to the temple. Verse 5 of chapter 6. It says, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. Why? For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. This is really, really important because we have a tendency to think that we're okay. 
mostly because we are doing good deeds or we're not blatantly doing anything what we consider wrong. But when you stand in the presence of a holy God, there is absolutely nothing right about your life. (laughs) I'm serious. And Isaiah came face to face with God and he says, I am undone. I thought I was okay. I thought because I was a Jew, I had it in. I had, it was my key to the kingdom. And here he finds out I'm undone. And not only I'm undone, I live in the midst of people who don't get it. But here's where the Lord shows his mercy in such a beautiful way in verse 6. He says, Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth, and lo, this has touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sins purged. What is significant about this? If you study the sanctuary system, especially in the Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, what you find is the coals in which he is speaking of came off the altar that was outside of the holy place where the sacrifices were made. Coals from that altar were taken into the holy place and put on the altar of incense. This is significant because those coals brought into the the holy place represented the prayers of the saints and the purification. So what was happening was when those coals were put on Isaiah's lips, he was experiencing a purification of his sins. Also representing this is what God wanted to do for the nation. Now in verse 8, it says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go, and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. What the Lord was telling Isaiah, I'm sending you on a very difficult journey. I have a message for you to give to the people, but they're not going to listen. But the record must bear witness that they were warned, that they were told the truth. They made a decision not to return to the Lord. Okay, let's hop over to chapter 9. Here's another favorite passage of mine, 9 verse 6. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Isaiah, as with many of the prophets, were entrusted with the message of hope, remember, and the hope that he is sharing, which really is interwoven in all of his chapters, is that the Messiah is coming. And here's the beautiful thing about living in the Old Testament. They were given the honor and the privilege of announcing Jesus' first coming. Although they didn't live to see it, they trusted it in such that, as far as they were concerned, he had come. And that's how they governed their lives. Not just looking for him to come, but living their lives as if he had come and died on the cross for them. 
the judgment message was to warn them if they continued if they continued practicing worshiping and serving and bowing down to wood and stone the gods that were made by hand and they refused to turn around and stop worshiping the true god in which they had agreed to do they would be judged and found wanting and the lord would have to deal with that but here's the thing the message of hope is jesus's coming and if you turn by faith your sins would be purged and forgiven but they would not and that is why they ended up into captivity now some of the messages of hope that are found in chapters 40 through 66 i want to read to you chapter 40 verse 29 it says he gives power to the faint and to them that have no might he increases strength verse 30 even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall but they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength and they shall mount up with wings as eagles They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. This is a precious, precious promise from the Lord. And this message is not for Israel of old. It's for us too, today. I want to reach another favorite, which comes out of chapter 42 and verse 6. That the Lord have called thee in righteousness, and will hold thine hand, and will keep thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentiles, to open the blind, to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. In verse 8, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another neither my praise to graven images. Okay, I'm going to read you a couple more. Okay, in in chapter 52, verse 7, it says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bring good tidings, that publish peace, that bring good tidings of good, that publishes salvation, that says unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. One of my most, most favorite is found in Isaiah 53, starting with verse 3. He is spies and rejected of men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And we hid it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrows, yet We did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. And he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before the shears is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. Paints what Jesus went through for us. 
And it so adequately explains his love for us. And it so reminds us what we owe him in service and loyalty and dedication. It is one of the most beautiful passages, I think, in the word of God. And I think it's very significant that it's in the Old Testament, which explains to us why many of the prophecies and the prophets of old were so adamant about us remaining in oneness with God because the Messiah was to come. And the sanctuary system, the sanctuary story, the sanctuary message was a continual and active parable, as it were, of this very passage, that Jesus was coming, that he was going to die for our sins, that it was going to cause to heaven everything. Let's skip over to verse 5 of chapter 54. It says, For thy maker is thine husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. In that same chapter, let's read verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in the judgment shall be condemned. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. Let's go down to Isaiah 55, verse 11. No, let's start with verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and returns not, but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth, and it shall not return unto me void." But it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing wherein I sent it. Oh, I love that that passage, and I often pray it, and often ask the Lord to send forth his word. Because whatever he sends forth, whatever the Lord speaks, that's just how powerful his words are. It accomplishes what he intends and what pleases him. And that text brings me a lot of comfort. Let's go to one more. Let's see, is it one more or two more? Let's do two more. That brings to the end of, almost to the end of the book. In verse 1 and 2 of chapter 60, it says, Arise and shine, for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover thee, earth and gross darkness to people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Another beautiful text. What I like about this is God's commitment to seeing to us that we're not only saved, but that his light in us will shine out to other people so that they too will want to know who is this God that you serve. And we get to share with them this beautiful message called the gospel. 
which is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is the power of God unto salvation. But he also lets us know in this passage that it's not always going to be easy. He says there's darkness. He says it shall cover the earth. He says gross darkness to people. But when we abide in Christ, as we're told in John, when we remained in him, he says his light, his spirit, his his oneness will rest upon us. It will rise up in us. And his glory will be seen in us and be shown throughout the world. Let's go to chapter 61, where it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Verse 2, To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. That is simply beautiful. You know, I've always looked at this passage of scripture as Jesus' mission statement. What he is going to do. What he has set out to do. What he left heaven to do. And I come to this passage of scripture often when I'm praying for myself. And I also when I'm praying for others. That those who are those who are broken hearted and those who need the the mental and the physical prison doors open. I use this as a, a promise and I claim it for myself and for other people all the time. And I like where he says that he will give us beauty for the ashes, that he will give us the oil of joy for mourning, and that he will give us his garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that we carry. This is what he is longing to do for us, to make those exchanges at the foot of the cross. And it's only by faith that we come and we make those exchanges and to take off of us, you know, that spirit of heaviness and that mourning and those, those places that are burned and broken. This is what he is promising us. Now, chapter 66 ends this way. And let's look at verse 22. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come and worship before me, says the Lord. You know, as the Jews departed from God and failed to make their righteousness of Christ, their own by faith, Satan was able to exalt himself amongst this nation that God had created. Yet God leaves us with hope. He closes this chapter with hope that Jesus is coming. And by faith in this blessed Redeemer, we can walk with him upright with the full assurance that he has the power to save us. He has the power to change us. It reminds me that God keeps his promises. 
that he alone deserves our praise and our worship, that he alone can lift us up out of that muck and mire, that he alone has all the answers, that he is Alpha and Omega, the beginning from the end, that he did not make a mistake by allowing us to have dyslexia, that if we let him, he would use it for his glory, that we too can come out of our prison doors and we too can wear the spirit of praise and exchange and give to him our heaviness, that we can exchange the ashes for his beauty. These are his promises to us. But keep in mind, these are our choices. Because if we choose not to walk with him, he cannot and will not force us. We can go our own way. We can do our own thing. We can walk away from him. But he longs, he longs for us to walk with him. He's, can you just hear the pleading in his voice? He is pleading for us to walk with him. Because he knows what's best. And he knows the beginning from the end. And he wants us to not only be happy, but have that internal joy that only he can give us. Dyslexia is not a death sentence. It's not a barrier. It's not a hindrance. Those are lies that we have bought into. Let him use it for his glory. And you will walk out of shame. And you will walk out of fear. And you will walk out of doubt into his marvelous light, and you will experience all the things that he has so longed for us to do for him. If you have an opportunity, read Isaiah 66 chapters. You will not be disappointed. I think the next one I'm going to work on is Jeremiah. That's another favorite book of mine. But until then, be blessed. Keep studying the word of God. Keep praying and keep believing. God's promises because they will come to pass. Thank you for listening to another episode from Dyslexia Uniquely Gifted. If you know an adult with dyslexia, please share these short devotionals with them. For more devotionals, please visit my website at www.wrpublication.com where you can read or listen to archive shows. Thank you again for joining Dyslexia Uniquely Gifted and be blessed.